Podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the new old school podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. You know it's all free. Let them know they can download any of these free apps to any mobile device. Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, and Spotify. They're all free. You can download the apps and you can get the info. No, there's no small writing down at the bottom where we're going to get you later. It's actually all free. It's a free service of Two Guys in a Bottle Ministries International. Well, how is everybody doing today? We are at the end of a very large series that we had done here titled The Gifts of the Spirit. This is that last one in this particular series. I, I hope that um, it has helped you in some way. And uh, I really hope now that having been armed with some knowledge concerning these gifts, then we will begin to see them manifested more so in our midst. Man, we got to have them. We got to have these gifts, friends. We've got to see these gifts in our gatherings again. I mean, I don't care if you're meeting in a home, if you're meeting in a back alleyway, if you're meeting at a church. Guys, we've got to have the gifts manifest in our lives again. Glory to God. Listen, we got to see them. Not because God was holding anything back. That's not why we haven't seen them. And not because we're going to make them manifest either. It's not like we weren't, you know, doing our part to make them manifest. But we are recognizing what they are and how to yield to them. And on the flip side, also seeing uh, what those things are that we can do by faith on the other side. And, and again, that's just kind of been the big misconception and the issue that we kind of had to tear through during this podcast is possibly not recognizing what could have been the gifts that were in manifestation and so therefore missing the opportunity when the Lord was trying to manifest those or mixing them up with things that we can just do by faith. And I mean, again, we just, we really want to be in the know, but we also want to be in the flow. And so that's what we're after. Let's, let's revisit our set of scriptures again here one last time over in 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. There are diversities of gifts, but it's the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but it's the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills, as he wills. And so that's kind of been the big hang up with these through the years is that people thinking it's as we will. Well, if we'll come together and ask and ask and pray, the gifts will manifest. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's as the Spirit wills, meaning we don't regulate these. But like we said, now here's the flip side to that. There are some things that we have been instructed and encouraged to do by faith as well. So the gifts don't manifest at all times in all situations, but as the Spirit wills. And when the gift is in operation, it takes no faith for the one who is receiving it, meaning, meaning the gift, the gift looks for you. 
it's the spirit seeking the person or persons out. But when it's faith, that's us seeking God out based off the knowledge we have through the word of God. And for example, uh, let me, let me give you an example. We see this with the gifts of healings and operation. When Jesus finds the man at the pool of Bethesda, so Jesus goes and he sought that man out and that man had no faith whatsoever. I mean, he had faith in the moving of the water, but he didn't even know who Jesus was. And boom, this man gets healed. And we don't see Jesus healing them all that day at the pool because it was the gift along with some other gifts working together as the spirit wills. But we see a woman with an issue of blood and she what? She hears of Jesus. Well, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. She hears of Jesus based off of what she hears. She goes to him and by faith reaches out and took from Jesus what she wanted. So again, just trying to pound a few points here at the end of this so we can remember that when the gifts are not in operation, we always have faith. We can always move from that and yet again, but be ready, always be ready. Be ready to be used by Holy Spirit when he's ready to manifest these gifts. And again, I just, I think that he truly does manifest these more than what we're aware of. We've just not allowed him to do so by not recognizing it or man trying to hinder it. And you know, we've, we've already talked about all that. All right, last one today. The gift of interpretation of tongues. Interpretation. Now, let me say this. Uh, People get hung up on this stuff. Interpretation, not translation. Did you catch that? Somebody will have a gift of tongues and maybe it seems like they spoke for five minutes, but then the interpretation may only be two minutes. It's not translation. It's not word for word. It's the interpretation of what was just said. Not a word for word translation. And I know that that messes with some folks because they're like, well, there's no way. I mean, that guy barely said anything and this guy said a ton or vice versa. No, no, no. It's not translation. It's interpretation. So we've seen in our study so far, these, the, the three gifts that reveal something or revelation gifts, we could say the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Then we saw the three gifts that do something or power gifts the gift of faith, the working of miracles, the gifts of healings. And now finishing up with the three that say something are gifts of utterance, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, uh, and the interpretation of tongues. So prophecy is the supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Diverse kinds of tongues or different kinds of tongues is the supernatural utterance in an unknown tongue. The interpretation of tongues is the supernatural revelation by the spirit of the meaning of an, un- of an utterance in tongues. Again, interpretation, not translation. So uh, this one is dependent upon another gift to operate. It doesn't operate, of course, unless the gift of tongues has been in operation beforehand. So the purpose of this gift is to render the gift of tongues uh, intelligible to the, to the hearer, right? We want to be able to know what was just said. And so that's the purpose so that we can all know what was just said in tongues and, and be edified by that. So Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 and, and, and verse five, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more so that you would prophesy. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Now, some will question this. Can God speak to us another way? Well, yes, of course he can, and he does. We often, again, we will have the gift of prophecy as well, and that's one way he speaks to us. Of course, by faith, we can know that God uses his word, the Bible, to speak to us as well, an inward witness by the Spirit of God. That's another way. But again, let me cover this. It's been very misunderstood by the church overall. Why is it that when somebody speaks with tongues, it seems lengthy, and then the one that interprets only gives a few words? 
Well, because interpretation is simply showing forth supernaturally by the Spirit of God the meaning of what was said in tongues and uh, may not require as many words as the original message. Or, uh, of course, the other way around, a short message in tongues and a lengthy interpretation. And we've seen this as well, um, that those who are prophetic in nature will often go right into prophecy as well. Uh, when something like this takes place, it just seems to work that way. It was an, it's an observation that I've seen that it seems like if we have tongues and interpretation of tongues, we will most likely hear a prophecy at some point in, in that meeting, in that setting, in the near future there. It, it just seems that way. I mean, it's just, just an observation I'm bringing up. So uh, what about the use of these gifts? We can see them in a couple different ways, like interpretation in your own private prayer life. Now, how about that one now? I know, again, because we, we talked about tongues in our private prayer life, but we talked about the, the ministry gift in public. But what about interpreting, and we understand in public that it should be interpreted. Well, now, what about your own private prayer life? If you're, if you're praying in tongues, you're, you're praying by the Spirit, you're praying in tongues in private, is there an interpretation that can take place even in your private prayer life? 1 Corinthians 14, let's look at this. It says, therefore, let him, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfru- unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church. Let him speak to himself and to God, and let all things be done decently and in order. In verse 13, those who speak in tongues are instructed to pray for the gift of interpretation. But in this context, he's not saying so that we can do it publicly, but so that we can interpret in our own private prayer life. And I'm not sure that people know this, that we are to pray that we receive this gift if the spirit wills, he's saying to do, to do this because it would edify you spiritually to know. I know I'd like to know at times what I've prayed, but also he could use you to do it publicly as well. And that would be just an added blessing, of course, for just not just you, but of course, for everybody that's listening. Now, I've had this happen in my life. And Paul talked about this, praying with the understanding and praying in tongues. But I've been praying in tongues and suddenly realized that I'm praying in English. And all of a sudden, by an inner witness, I'm now getting the interpretation. God already knew as always, what I was praying, but sometimes he lets you in on it as well. But it's not necessary that every time we pray in tongues in our private prayer life that we would also have the interpretation. First Corinthians 14 and verse 14, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. My mind doesn't know. But let me tell you something now. Sometimes that's a good thing because we need to keep our opinions and our judgments out of our prayers, our selfishness out of our prayers sometimes. I'm telling you, it's, it's really better to pray in tongues. I know often uh, when led to pray for certain situations um, that involve others and quite possibly issues in their life or things that have happened that you could judge, you could look at and judge some things and have some opinions about things, I'm telling you. That's the best time to pray in tongues when you're not really quite sure how to pray for somebody or a situation or that you're feeling a little judgy, uh, feeling a little opinionated. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. You've got to. Because we can sometimes take on a bit of a spin towards our selfish desires, so it's a great benefit to be able to do this. And my mind not always know, but my spirit man knows, and God knows. Come on, haven't you ever felt prompted even at times to pray about something? You're like, I'm not sure what to pray about that situation. You know, big world events or things that are taking place, you know. Um, 
sometimes we're like, I, I don't know what to pray. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For nobody understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So we see that there is a private side to this gift that can be very important to us personally. And again, there's a public side to the manifestation of the gift of interpretation, but not all of us will be used in the public gift. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 27, if anybody speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at least uh, at the most three each in turn and let one interpret. So again, it's all about order. It's not about confusion or chaos that we, we would have two or three do this in any gathering publicly and that they wouldn't overrun each other, but they could keep order while they're doing it. And I've seen it. I've seen it because it does really stir people up. Uh, and at times because of the emotions that it brings, which is a blessing, it's a blessing and it's amazing. And it can get us kind of hyped up, you know, and I'm talking just spiritually, not just hype. But at times it can kind of start this chain reaction where all of a sudden you got six people trying to stand up and give their tongue and, and they're running over somebody and sister so-and-so starts another one and like, hey, she's not done. And I mean, it can be very chaotic because of the excitement and, and run over and it's not pretty and it's unbiblical. So be careful, friends. And be sure that it's not just emotions and that you do have something good to say. Because here's the thing, it, it, you could have something good to say that's not necessarily for everybody, Right? but be sure that it's really for the situation. This is one of those things that has caused a a big turnoff for this, so be careful. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33 and verse 40, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, let all things be done decently and in order. And again, it's it's not that it's the devil. Rather, it's just human emotions most of the time. But we have Holy Spirit that's trying to move and speak to us. And at times we can, as Ephesians 4 and verse 30 says, we can grieve him. We can grieve him. We can grieve him when we don't allow the gifts to move. And we can grieve him by tainting them with confusion and human emotion. So be ready. I know that many times in services when somebody had the gift of tongues, they would stand up in the service. They'd begin to deliver that. And so here's what I'm recommending for you. I would just simply close my eyes and I ask, do you want me to interpret that, Lord? And if he does, then I know it. If he doesn't, then I know it. But ask. It's okay to ask. We should ask. I believe that many times that somebody is right in delivering the gift of tongues, and yet somebody didn't interpret it because they didn't tune in and they didn't yield to the gift. And so it leaves that person standing there like they're an idiot and they missed it. I don't think they missed it. I think the person that was supposed to interpret missed it. And they, they didn't ask. It's embarrassing. But even more than that, we've missed a, a great blessing from Holy Spirit when we didn't do that. So I just recommend that. Next time you hear, just close your eyes. Close your eyes and really ask the Lord, is that me? Am I to do that? 1 Corinthians 14, verse 20, 26. I'm, I'm going to wrap this one up today. And again, not a complete study on all these gifts. I would really highly recommend that you begin to really look into these gifts. I've just kind of... I've just kind of skimmed through each one of them on these podcasts, really. But I hope it's been a a help to you. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. How is it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you have a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. So when something is done truly by the Spirit, this is how we know. It's going to be edifying. It's going to be uplifting. It's going to be a blessing. And I know many have taken this and they wouldn't agree because they, they use the so-called gifts to beat people up in church. Well, they call it a warning. They call it a warning to the church. 
And it's not that a warning wouldn't be a blessing. And it's not that a warning couldn't edify us. But I think that we have probably experienced that one who it seems like they get up and it's always doom and gloom and condemnation by the spirit of the Lord. I, I've got a, I know a minister that always says that every word he has is that's a word of the Lord. That's a word of the Lord, Don. That's a word of the Lord. That's a word of the Lord. It's not always a word of the Lord. Sometimes it's just a word of you. And that taints it when it is a word from the Lord. So we have to be very careful because the things that will come forth in these settings, it tells us exactly how we should be able to discern what they are. Because again, it's usually very judgmental. It's not uplifting. It's not encouraging at all. And so that's because they're not that way either. The, the, the people that are doing that, they're not that way either. They're very judgy. This particular minister I'm thinking of is very judgy. He's always right. Uh, he's always got to be right. And so by God, everything he says is the word of the Lord. Guys, it just taints it. It's pride. And it gets so ugly and there's no room for it in the gifts of the spirit. I'm saying this because better men have gone before us and have, have slipped into this. And so we need to be very careful not to allow pride to come up, not, not to allow to push something. And sometimes, hey, you might miss it. And if you do, it's okay to own up to it and not be embarrassed by it, but don't push it off as though it was a gift of the spirit and it was the Lord. I'm telling you, that's not a judgment you want upon yourself from the Lord, but pride will do that. And I've seen ministers do it for years that at times they possibly missed it or they got upset because they didn't get it and somebody in the congregation got it. And then they feel the pressure to, well, I'm the minister, I have to interpret it. It doesn't mean that they're gonna interpret it, but they feel the need to have to because of their pride. I'm just telling you, don't fall into that. Don't fall into that. If it's not you, it's not you. If it is you, it is you, right? So, so do judge these gifts, friends. Do judge them. As we're just kind of wrapping this up today, do take time to judge the gifts. Really seek Holy Spirit. Don't swallow everything that comes down the line. Just because somebody says, thus says the Lord, doesn't always mean it's thus says the Lord. All these nine gifts are done by faith and through faith. What do I mean? Well, even though they're manifesting, but by faith, what do we have to do? We do have to yield. And faith, you know, when it comes to these things, it can, it can kind of freak your flesh out a little bit because you are yielding to the spirit. And it's, it, it can be a little nerve wracking to your flesh to yield and allow Holy Spirit to speak through you in an interpretation or in, in, a, in, a, in a tongue or a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Or, you know, I mean, we can just run down the list. It is a surrendering of all that you know and yet has to be done by faith. By, I'm talking about your general faith to be able to yield to the, yield to the spirit by faith to allow him to use you to be the delivery system of these amazing gifts for the building up and the edification of the church. And I truly believe this is the church's finest hour, my friends. And if you would begin to yield, and if you would begin to, to submit to that and lay down that pride, I believe that you're gonna be used as an amazing blessing to the body of Christ as these gifts begin to flow through each one of you. this series of podcasts has helped somebody please begin to desire these gifts again friends please be open be ready to be used it's such a blessing they've been missing for the church for some time now so let's make some room for these supernatural gifts from god no if we do we're gonna see things manifest that we've been longing for for some time it's gonna be good so good that's all the time I have for today's podcast. 
joining me on the new old school podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'll be attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous.